Welcome to Talent X, the Talent Experience Podcast featuring authentic conversations on the future of work, empowering you to better understand and deliver a best in class, future proofed career experience. For more insightful conversations, visit talentxpodcast.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Talent X Podcast. Hello, it's Rhonda Taylor, your host for Talent X. The podcast that addresses the talent experience. And today with us, we have no stranger to the engagement world. We have Beverly Kay. And Beverly, oh my gosh, she's a legend, you know. Um, uh, Beverly has spoken at every conference you can name, I believe. Uh, she's been recognized as, as a legend by the Association for Training and Development. She has earned her doctorate at UCLA. She completed her postgraduate work at organizational development at MIT Sloan School of Management, and she earned her master's degree from George Washington University. She then went on and with, with all the knowledge that she had in time, she created Career Systems International, CSI, and I think Bev, that's how I actually got to know about you. Um, I, and I can't, I can't believe it. I think you've owned that. You've owned that organization for 30 years, I believe. So Beverly, did I miss something in introducing you? Oh, only that I have a wonderful husband of 47 years and a wonderful daughter of 32 years. And, uh, and a wonderful dog for 18 years who we had to say bye-bye to. And that's me. Yeah, yeah. The puppy, the, the rainbow bridge, eh? And yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I, and I also forgot to mention that Anne is the author of some incredible books. Um, she authored, authored the one book, which, which was called Up Is Not The Only Way. And then the book that we're going to speak about today, uh, which is called Love Them or Lose Them. And I think, Bev, it's coming close to selling a million copies. How far away are you? Close to a million. Uh, I think we're at 800,000 last I looked. And, um, and I aim to hit a million. <laughs> good for you good for you so you know what Deb, let's let's talk about the book you know um you know tell it just you just ended up uh republishing it again and and tell tell me what why did you republish it well uh it is in its 20th year and this is the sixth edition and every five years or so something changes globally that tells my publisher, let's look at that book again. Uh, I think I'm the only book he's ever published uh, that's had six uh, editions. And this one, he said, I want you to show the connect between inclusion and engagement. And I thought that was an interesting challenge and my co-author and I uh, are not diversity inclusion specialists. 
but we delved in to learn what is the difference really between engaging someone and including someone. And we found they're soul sisters, uh, if you will. Um, and so the publisher said, I want every single chapter to make that connection. And um, that's how we, we grew the sixth edition. And, and keeping that in mind, keeping that in mind, Bev, let's, let's you know, get into some of the meat of this. And, and I, love, I love the title, Love Them or Lose Them. And right off the bat, I, I have to ask you, what do you mean by love them? So, you know, that word love, when we first wrote the book in 1999, our publisher said, can't you find another word? Because love on a bookshelf and love as a business book. And we like stood firm because no other word says so much like listen to them, respect them, say hello to them, notice them, compliment them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now that it's 2021, love is much more accepted as a word that organizations don't run away from. And I think the word love encompasses the 26 kind of love strategies or love practices that we talk about in the book. I, and I, you're absolutely right about the word evolving. It's so much more acceptable um, to, to be used in the business, business world. Okay, so we covered love them. I think I know what lose them means. And I read the book, but I want to hear what your interpretation of losing means. Well, it means there's several ways of losing it. Uh, you lose them, manager, to your own group. You lose them to your enterprise, which is not bad at all. Or you lose them to the competition. So lose means that we hope that you see uh, your own organization as an internal marketplace. I think that's a word you all know well. Um, and um, my other big area is of course, talent mobility and up is not the only way was written in the eighties. And um, I think that we want talent to stay in the enterprise and see all those options for moving within the enterprise. So um, lose means um, you may lose them to your department manager, but try not to lose that talent to your enterprise. And you know, you brought up a really good point there, Bev, um, because sometimes when um, leaders and managers hoard their talent, they don't realize that they're really setting up to lose that talent. You know, right. you got to be able to let the talent move on within the organization. Right. 
it, in, in our research, we found over and over and over that I'm leaving because I don't see any other opportunities. And when we found that person in the next organization and said, precisely what kind of opportunities were you looking for? And they told us, we went back to the manager who lost him. And we said, Sally was looking for this. And the manager always said, oh my gosh, I could have done that for her. Why didn't she tell me? Well, why didn't you ask? You know, and it's, it's a two-way street. Employee, why didn't you ask? And manager, why didn't you ask? And in our alphabet, A is for ask. You know, ask your people why they stay. And, and listen hard to the answer. And don't ask them what you can do to keep them at the exit interview. <laughs> Too late. Exactly. Uh, so very important. And you know, I, I love the fact that you, you, you were acknowledged by ASTD for, for your book. There's uh, about other ways up. Or, um, and we're witnessing that in today's marketplace that um, people are not necessarily wanting to make a, a, a career move up the ladder to success but they're looking to maybe make a lateral move. Well, they're wanting to make a growth move and growth could be lateral. Growth could be growing in place. Growth could be a short-term gig, etc. Growth could even be, I wanna go back to being an individual contributor. The management role is not for me. And I wrote about all of that in 1982, when the first edition of Up Is Not The Only Way was published. And, and I know that your CEO knows that book well. <laughs> that, I'm sure she read that book before she started considering the publication of her own book, I'm sure, you know. Um, Beth, you know, in your book, you speak about good people, and that's what you call them. You call them good people. What, what constitutes a good person? You know, it's my other big beef that I've had for the 40 years of my career, and it is it's not just about your high potentials. Do not ignore your massive middle. And the massive middle is filled with treasures that you just haven't noticed. So again, uh, to what your organization stands for, you don't have to go outside to find talent. It lives under your nose, but not all talent knows how to raise their hand and say, choose me, I fit that. And we have to make that easier for them. Um, so I think it's critical. You know, I remember a good friend of mine was uh, Roosevelt Thomas. He's one of the founders of uh, diversity, passed away a number of years ago. And I said to him once, what is, does diversity mean? And he said, I'll never forget this, he said, it's the maximum use of the skills of the workforce. And I said, well, then the workforce 
does not know how to say, here are my skills. And their managers don't know how to say, let me learn what your skills are. So it's this mysterious cloud um, around skills that is another area that's very big right now and something that I know Fuel 50 is fueling. <laughs> right, right. And, and, you know, when it comes to diversity, you want to get away from, you know, there's that really neat gig assignment and, and the tap on the shoulder to somebody that you know. Um, you know, you have to get away from that because the tap on the shoulder does not necessarily go to the most qualified person. Right, right. And, and I say that um, good people is anybody that it would break your heart to lose. You know, anybody that's critical talent. And I'd say, have you told that critical talent how critical they are. You know, have you said the words, you know, I want you to stay. I want you to stay on my team in this organization. What can I do to keep you? And right. we ask that magic question, what can I do to keep you at the exit interview? Shame on us for that. So good is anybody that you would not want to lose, look deeply, look broadly, you know, and be colorblind. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, in, in your book, you, you spoke about good, you know, that you talk about getting good people to stay, you know, um, and you obviously have method, a methodology about this, but, you know, how, how do you get good? How do you go about getting good people to stay? Right. And by stay, I mean, not just plunked in that seat. By stay, I mean, I'm engaged, I'm turned on, I'm looking at other ways to add to the organization. Um, it's not just tucked in, it's tuned in and excited about what they're doing. So the way we teach it, because we've been teaching this for 20 years, is you can't teach 26 um, practices. So we said, now let's see how they group. And we say a talent-focused leader, an engagement-focused leader, even an inclusion-focused leader uh, does three things. They, um, they grow their talent. They show their talent where the opportunities are, they grow them. And there's a constellation of letters because the book is written according to the ABCs that fit into growth. Then we say a talent-focused leader builds relationships with every single individual. And there is six or seven letters in the alphabet, we call them practices or strategies that really build relationships. And then we say, and the talent focused leader builds a culture that people want to come to. So all the letters, as Sharon and I tried to build it alphabetically fit 
into those three clusters. And then we had four left over that we didn't know what to do with because they fit in all of them. And that was the A, the B, the N, and the Z. And the A was ask, primarily with every single strategy. Manager has to learn how to ask. Ask your people why they stay. Ask your people what the best part of their day is. Ask your people what the worst part of their day is. So you get to know them. Second right. is fuck. Buy into that you can do something about it. Not about every single thing, but about a lot of things. And the A, B, the N is for numbers. If you doubt the importance of this, run the numbers and you'll see how expensive it is to lose talent. And the Z is for Zenith, meaning this is never done. You've got to do it, do it, do it, do it. So we call those four success indicators and the rest are practices. And of all those practices, uh, and I know Phil 50 will be glad to hear, one of the most important is career. If I don't see a future for myself in this organization, then I'm not staying. And, and, and that's we, so right. true. That is so true, Beverly. And, and that, that, that drives a lot of people in their success. It's, it's not the amount of money that they're being paid or free pizzas on Friday or a ping pong table that they can go up and play a, a match with. Um, they want to know where their future is within the organization. That's right. That's You're right. bang on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you kind of covered this already because you, you talked about your 26 engagement strategies. Um, do you have any favorites? You know, one of my favorites is the C for career because that's my other whole big body of work. And, um, and there are several chapters in the book about career. Um, but I think if I'm not fueling my passion, then I'm, I'm going to not give you my all or I'm going to leave. The other favorite chapter turns out to be the J for jerk. <laughs> we, um, we had to put that in. It's been in the book for the past 20 years. And when again, our publisher said, why do you have to put that one in? It's a negative. We said, we have to, because we followed up people's exit interviews and they said, uh, whatever, a better job, more money. We found them in the next company. And we said, we have your exit interview right here. Why did you really leave? Are these the factors? Almost to a person, they said, well, not really. I left because my boss was a jerk and I could not stand it anymore. And as good researchers, we said, well, what do you mean by the word jerk? And they gave us 55 jerkitudinal characteristics <laughs> that are in the book and in our workshops because we run training and workshops around all of this. And 
the way we get managers to kind of cop to their jerk behaviors, we show them the list and we say, have you ever had a manager who did this to you or a manager with the, this behavior? And they all, I did, I did, I did. And then we say, and what did it do to you? And then it's all there. Well, I withdrew my ideas. Well, I started looking around. Well, I shut down at meetings, et cetera, et cetera. And then we can lead them to, and which of these jerk behaviors do you have? And do you wanna check that out with your employees? And a lot of them say, yeah, I do. And um, there are some great conversations around that chapter. Wow. So, I love it. I love it. C, C for career, your two favorites, C for career and, and J for jerk. <laughs> yeah. Now, Beverly, um, you know, at, at Talent X, we wholeheartedly believe that everyone should have a job that they love. And you're, you're just so passionate about what you do. And and like Beverly, you're a trailblazer. You have been doing this a long time. <laughs> what drives Beverly to keep doing, going, going forward and loving it at the same time? Can I say wine? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, you know, my daughter asked me that recently because my daughter and her partner moved in while they looked for a new house. And she said, you work so much, why? And I, I, it's cause I love it. I'm passionate about it. You know, you can probably see it in my body and my expression. And I, I have a little bit too much of it <laughs> right now, but it feeds me. In other ways, it feeds. Yeah, me. yeah. Well, Beverly, you are you are just such an inspiration, and you have touched so many lives with your prowess in the space. And I hope you continue for many more years to do it because you are just a a, a fountain of energy and of knowledge. Can you see what it says over my office door? Do what you love and love what you do. Yeah, I that, that is know. so true. Now, Beverly, you have got a gift for everyone who listens to this podcast. Do you want to share with them what it is? Right. The gift is, and here's why we built it. The gift is an article titled Staying Connected While Working Apart because I have been hearing from managers that they don't know what to say when they check in with their remote employees. You know, after, well, how are you doing? What else could I ask? So we took the A to Z's and I brainstormed with one of my trainers and we said, here's 26 ways to start a conversation with a remote employee. So I will make that available. Um, they can probably get it off my website and we'll, we'll figure out how best to make that available. 
Yeah. We will be putting a link with it uh, attached to this podcast for anybody who, who sees it um, and, uh, on our website at, at, at a later date. So, um, and on that note, Beverly, again, thank you. I wish you the best of luck in your new endeavors. Um, I hope you hit a million, you know, by by the end of uh, by the end of 2021. What a great great celebration! The end of COVID and the end, and your book hitting a million. So, this is Rhonda Taylor from Talent X, saying, "Take care of yourselves." You know what? The sun is starting to shine. Bye all. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Talent X podcast. For more talent experience and future of work conversations, visit talentxpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at talentxpodcast. Or join the conversation with hashtag talentxpodcast on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Talent X, the talent experience podcast, was brought to you by the fabulous Fuelies at Fuel 50.